This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. And in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, I am extremely excited today. I'm always excited around the time when Nintendo Direct comes. There's always a lot of information to come in there, and I can't be more happier than to be able to talk about what they are offering this year on this episode today. So we will be talking about all the uh, Nintendo Direct news, as well as my review of the much-anticipated for anime and otaku fans, Jump Force from Bandai Namco's latest melee fighter celebrating the 50th anniversary of Shonen Jump. So we're going to talk about all that in this episode. But before we do, we have some unfortunate bad news in the world of gaming. So let's get underway. Um, Just recently announced, uh, it's probably been like a day or two ago, that Activision Blizzard is setting, has probably by now laid off hundreds of employees and the company informed staff that they would uh, be cutting up to 8%, which is, uh, to, to calculations, that is about nearly 800 out of the 9,600 employees that they have at the stations. And I believe throughout all of their uh, studios, I believe they have one in other different countries and everyone too. I believe, to what I understand, it's the U.S., uh, jobs that are being taken away at this point. So that includes not only just Activision, but Blizzard and King as well. So they're just, you know, they're cutting ties for all that budgeting purposes, of course, to some extent. During the investors' call that the company had, achieve, uh, had uh, achieved a record result in 2018, that's what they claimed. Usually, the thing is, here's the funny part about the investors' calls, because I also follow professional wrestling as well, not just from a fan standpoint, but from the business aspect as well. So there are times where I do hear about their investors' calls. And if you watch WWE, if you watch Vince McMahon's product, the McMahons, the Levesque, all those, if you watch their product, they constantly promote their accolades on TV. They constantly promote the the capacity of uh, fans that are attending the events, the attendee numbers. Some of them have been known for many times and for many years to have been known to be, let's just say, altered, if you will. Uh, let's give the infamous, what is it, uh, WrestleMania 3, which was the Andre and Hogan one. And there's always this talk about them having a number of 90-something fans or something like that. Well, luckily... We have people like and journalists like Dave Meltzer, uh, famously of Wrestling Observer, who always get the real numbers and reports the real numbers. And at, at some point, he always reports that that was never nowhere near the number that they said it was, that they kind of, uh, you know, exaggerate the numbers a bit. And it's not just a WWE thing. That's a normal thing for companies, which is amazingly. They don't want you. I get the idea is that you don't want to show failure in some senses and i don't know how well that that business practice works to an extent it probably has for some and probably have not for others because you know we 
even now to this day, we can fact check. So regardless of what you say, eventually when you get up to the point of these investors calls, because these investors calls do include stockholders. You know, these guys are people who brought stock for the company, major amounts of stock, not just like one share or two share or whatever, like that five shares, 10 shares. We're talking like hundreds of shares. And each share could cost a substantial amount of money. And it is up to the investors to see whether they want to hold on to their stock or sell it. If they sell that stock, that's not a good thing for the company. In this case, Activision, who like actually you know, had this investors call, they said that they achieved a record result in 2018. You think that if they've done that, then that will warrant them the reason not to fire anybody. Or have or they would have probably grossed more than they need to, you know, possibly get bonuses or whatever or whatnot, you know, and stuff like that. So instead, they have this investors meeting uh, that they have, but they also say went on to say that the company would further consolidate and restructure due to miss uh, expectations for 2018, and therefore lowered expectations in 2019. So. It looks like they said that they have record results, but they're saying something else. It's kind of, it, it feels like a contradiction. Maybe somebody needs to explain it to me or to you as to what exactly they meant by that. And they're forecasting lower expectations from this point on. I don't know what is leading to that forecast, but that's what they're saying. Uh, they went on to say that they would uh, be focusing on releasing non-game development staff while strengthening its development uh, staff for game series like Call of Duty and Diablo. So, I, you know, for the further record, I guess, yeah, you're losing it. They're losing a ton of jobs out there, which is extremely unfortunate, especially for those who wants who wanted to do nothing but be among the gaming community or and in, in working in a video game industry. You know, it's always sad to hear stuff like that, especially for those who are really worked hard, go to college you know, achieving their dreams and such like that. It's really, really hard to hear stuff like that. Uh, according to the website uh, Kotaku, uh, which is where I've actually, you know, heard about this. I actually know it's not true. I saw this on Twitter and then immediately went to the first article that I saw and Kotaku was the first one that I uh, looked over to. So they really covered their grounds with this, uh, with this news. But... You know, Kotaku, uh, who managed to get their hands on the note to staff written by Blizzard president Jay Allen Brack, uh, which informed the U.S. team on February 12th at 1 p.m. that the company would be parting ways with the with their U.S. colleagues. Um, the letter also was said to promise the uh, those released with a comprehensive severance package uh, can continue benefits. Uh, health benefits, uh, career coaching, and job placement assistance, as well as a profit-sharing bonus for the um, previous years uh, to those being released by uh, from Blizzard. So, although it be sad, at least you're going away with something, because that's, you know, I got laid off before myself at, at a corporate job, and all I got was unemployment <laughs> for, you know, for like six months. At least they have still health benefits and all this stuff. You you just get like half your pay for that point. So I give them that credit for doing that as well. But it is extremely sad. Um, there were people out there on Twitter, uh, especially, uh, you know, voice actors or actors, you know, who've been involved in a lot of those games. 
they extended their hand as well, you know, showing like, you know, we're with you, we're there for you, we're in support of you here, and even gave a list of other places that are hiring at this time. So that, you know, other companies that are hiring. So it was, that was pretty cool. There's a lot of support to those people, and I wish every one of them well on that. It's very sad to hear, but you know what? This is the nature, and I, and I hate saying this, this is the nature of things. It Nothing is really guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. And I've realized that, you know, way back when I was in college and I was getting my uh, computer science degree and here I am thinking like I could get a job in computers. That's really job security. It's hard for you not to like work at an IT gig and get fired from because they need you that much. Not saying that I would be able to do everything or anything from it, but I knew I would be so diligently, you know, uh, I would be so ever diligent in that job that my job security will be set because they would need me for everything that I need. Well, the answer to that was the damn recession that hit you know, so years ago and uh, way back in like 2006 or seven and whatnot. And, you know, the, the recession hit and more jobs were becoming to decline and dilute, which led to what we're going through right now and haven't really truly recovered from that point because of what happened back then and during this is during the bush era by the way um and we just really haven't gotten back from that point and i you started seeing jobs diluting the opportunity for jobs diluting more and more and, and in place of new fresh talent to groom in its place were more established people getting jobs because they didn't want to have to take time to train the new people and that's the that's the part that was really sad. Um, so anybody coming out of college at this time, and still to this day, any which created this millennial era of kids who are living with their parents now, because they're not getting the job opportunities that were promised. And they're still it really annoys me that they're still advertising colleges like go to college, pay all this money, and you'll get opportunity no matter what. No, that's not true. That is so not true. That is beyond not true. And I, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not an advocate of education. I'm fully an advocate of education, but also, it has to benefit to something later on. There has to be a chance of opportunity. They're making false promises, much like the WWE does with the numbers every year. It's like they want your money, but what are they giving you back? So, we need to fix the structure of that immediately. And and you know they. The, the president claims that there are jobs available, but they never say what jobs. And there are a lot of jobs where people are skilled by that there's not enough opportunity for. So that's the situation. But I digress again. I wish the very best for all of them, all of them out there. There's a lot of people that has lost their job in that in that company, those companies. So I wish them the best with that. So on to a more lighter news and more exciting news here. Nintendo Direct came on and premiered last night and i am extremely always happy about nintendo direct you guys have listened to the show before you know exactly what i'm talking about nintendo direct is like its own e3 they never disappoint it's like why for wrestling fans it's like watching nxt or nxt takeover you always expect excitement intrigue uh suspense and some form of epic you know, conclusion to it. And they did not disappoint as always here. I love what Nintendo Direct has done. Presented by Yoshi, um, Yoshiaki uh, Koizami. 
I, yeah, I'm not fluent. <laughs> but he presented it this time around again, and it started off with mention, with a mention and an announcement of Super Mario Maker 2, which, again, I've said this a long time ago, it's, it was only a matter of time that they were going to make this game for the Nintendo Switch. And in fact, this is a sequel to it, and this is awesome. The new customizations and configurations and stage design uh, tools that you'll be able to use this time is phenomenal. Looks absolutely great. More of what we loved on the original one is coming now, and I am looking forward to it. It's and not only that, the, the one thing I absolutely, absolutely love about Nintendo, and I've said this plenty of times, what I love about Nintendo here is that not only do you, when they do Nintendo Directs, it's not just showing the games that are coming. They, nine chances out of ten, majority of the games that are mentioned always has dates. Exact dates of majority of them. Not all of them. Majority of them have dates. Especially the one, the really exclusive ones have dates of when they are going to come, which brings even more excitement. And there's usually never any problem when they do come. Uh, when they say it's coming such and such time, it gets there such and such time. So for those who are trying to hate on Nintendo, you cannot deny what they do, how they do things. And I think it's just, there's no point in hating. There's always room for more. This, they, what they've proven from this is this is the year to get a Nintendo Switch. When people who are saying that they will wait until the library builds up and see what they come up with, this Nintendo Direct right here, what I'm going to talk about, is this is the time. This is absolutely the time. I mean, they have more enough library as is, but what they're bringing now, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is coming June of 2019, this summer. It's coming. So, get ready for that. You also need to look forward the much-anticipated once announced at the Video Game Awards, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. They had a preview, a more of a preview of gameplay and what you could do. It looks like more of what you expect from the game, but just looks absolutely stunning. It looks a little bit more, a lot more fluid than it ever was before from the first two. Um, the other cool part about it is that they show Storm. So they, and they mentioned that the X-Men was going to be there. So expect the original crew to be on this game. I am so looking forward to this like you don't believe. I am very happy to be a proud owner of a Nintendo Switch right now and a fan of Marvel. They also show Iron Fist with some really cool, really, really insanely cool moves. Captain Marvel gameplay as well. Coming summer of 2019. Summer is going to be the hottest it's ever been. When every During all this E3 and, you know, situation coming up, very interesting in what's going to happen. Not only that, but... It's very appropriate for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 to come in the summer of 2019 because you know what else comes out in the summer of 2019? That is San Diego Comic-Con, the hottest ticket of the summer for fandoms. You know, so that is extremely appropriate that it's coming out around that time, and I bet you it may actually come out the week of that time, so that'll be awesome. Another really uh, interesting, innovative game, Box Boy and Box Girl, looks like a sequel, coming April 26, 2019. Uh, then they went on, he went on to talk about the Ultimate Spring update, Super Smash Brothers Update 3 coming. It showed Joker from Persona is coming. He said a lot more is going to be coming with this update as well. So uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a huge download coming this spring as well. And they also mentioned the new Amiibos from there. So they also mentioned uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Uh, new update coming 
which is one of them. One of the updates is available now, uh, and that is the ability to play in two-player co-op, which uh, they absolutely is available now. It, some of some of the announcements that they had was really cool because they were premiering. They were announcing that it's available after the presentation. They do that often. That's another reason why I love watching Nintendo Direct. How they produce these type of things is very cool and it, you know what's funny too they rarely do anything wrong but when they do they do address it and apologize profusely and i do appreciate that they don't try to hide from anything from their failures they rather do really good or do really bad and they will bring it up and are humble they're very humble in what they do and i appreciate that that's a company practice philosophy that should be done by a lot of people these days i think that type of way of going about it would help a company will help the fans and consumers become more forgiving of them instead of them trying to pull wool over people's head and try to you know suspend their disbelief or whatever so expect if you have told uh captain toad treasure tracker which is a really good game i did play that a little bit the um the demo actually of it i was really it was really fun to play um but you could you could download the co-op right now and then later in march 14th again a date March 14, 2019, a new update will be coming with 18 new challenges available in there as well. Looks awesome. Uh, another, speaking of awesome, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. the What I call the ultimate Castlevania side-scrolling adventure is coming summer 2019 by 505 Games. This game looks like, if you're a Castlevania fan, this is a must-play for you. Uh, this game is going to involves a, I believe the uh, character, the main character's name is Mira, and she is going to have so many cool abilities. This is like Castlevania meets Mega Man in a sense. So, it's she'll have the ability to control gravity and gain powers from her enemies as well. So very Mega Man esque right there. You can also the really cool part that I thought was cool was that you could customize the main character Mira, uh, Miriam, uh, you know, to give her an authentic look. So like. So many really kind of almost in a injustice to Mortal Kombat 11 style customization uh, mode. The actual other cool thing, too, is that the stages are both in 2D, 2.5D, I believe, and uh, 3D as well. There's some stages that are 3D uh, as well. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, Dragon Quest fans, you are not out of the loop because they just they announced that Dragon Quest Builders 2, which a lot of us knew were coming. Well, I knew it was coming because of the because of my Japanese account. But uh, Dragon Quest Two Build, uh, Builders Two is coming uh, July twelfth, two thousand nineteen. Another summer summer is they are really looking to have this is their summer blockbuster season. I hope they keep doing this because we don't get a lot of really hot summer games as much. And Nintendo's really it's really filling the gap on that situation. Um, it, it looks really cool. Uh, if you guys don't know what Dragon Quest builders is it's dragon quest mixed with minecraft so you'll be able to build a whole lot of really cool things and lands and, and buildings and, and such and there's a big story mode that involves you to team up with a whole bunch of different people as well so you'll have that option to work with in the game and it looks awesome i meant to get the first one i wanted to get the first one but it just you know there were so many other games i wanted to focus on so i never got a chance to really play it but you know there's always time Knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, they then announced and showed and revealed a beautifully new Dragon Quest game, uh, which 
I don't, I'm not sure because I don't follow Dragon Quest, but they called this the definitive edition. I'm assuming that this is already out and maybe another on another platform or console or something like that. Uh, and they're just bringing it on a, a this version over to this. But it's um, Dragon Quest Echoes of the Music Age, uh, definitive edition, coming exclusively this fall of 2019. And to my unfortunate uh, discovery, it is a turn-based RPG. And I'm saying that because if you look at it, if you look at the game, if you saw the preview, it looked like, it looked very Zelda Breath of the Wild type of deal and then i noticed that they went right into the the uh state turn-based rpg now i'm hoping rather that's the case or they will have a way of going about it with the action role-playing game the other cool thing i loved about it is that you can play the game in 3d and i believe you may be able to also play the game in uh, like classic 8-bit style too so that's a really cool thing for you know the fans of that genre as well. Uh, a new Disney Zoom Zoom Festival game is coming as well. It's a little puzzle game from the Zoom Zoom uh, franchise. Uh, new Starlink Spring update also coming with a new story campaign based on the Star Fox uh, universe coming in April. Now I I was made to believe that this was not a Star Fox game. But this is a game based on another franchise, but has Star Fox characters in there and, and such. And it looks like it really is just transferring, it just transforming and assimilating into a Star Fox game. Because there's a lot of Star Fox in this game. So, uh, looks like that's what they're doing, but it's coming out in April of 2019, so stay tuned for that. Rune Factor 4 Special. It's a uh, remastered version coming later this year as well. Uh, which will, you know, allow uh, some new features and things that were not in the original. So expect that to be coming as well. As also the announcement of Rune Factory 5, which they said is in development and will be coming exclusively to the Nintendo Switch. So stay tuned for that as well. Square Enix action RPG game Oninaka is coming summer 2019. Really cool. Um, you know, it's not really over the top. It's, it's uh, kind of an over the top action role-playing game but it's really cool it's coming soon uh interesting uh uh, footage i saw there yoshi's crafted world is coming that game yoshi's crafted world looks absolutely graphically artistically beautiful uh just the way they did things and how it looks it it, it looks like a work of art uh you know it it's very familiar with um i forgot the game that used to be on a playstation uh, the little, uh, I forgot, the little big world or something, I forgot the name of that, with Patch Boy, I'm totally butchering the whole thing, it's been so long since I've played that game on a PlayStation, but it is kind of reminiscent of that, but it's so graphically beautiful, the textures and everything that, that it, it's in the game, it looks awesome, that is coming, uh, very soon, but available now for a demo, so you can play the demo right now and check it out and, uh, give a little handle on that, uh, then... The main event of this whole entire uh, Nintendo Direct is, in fact, to promote Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is coming July 26, 2019. Another summer blockbuster coming. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't like... This is one of those situations where, like, I hate eating onions, but I'll eat onion rings. It's weird. Um, I don't like tomatoes. I eat ketchup. It doesn't make any sense. In this case, I don't like turn-based onions. RPGs, but I will play this game, Fire Emblem, 
which is not is not a turn-based game, it's a real-time strategy. It's kind of on the same realm. It's kind of on the same realm, but I will I've played that, I'll play Desgaea. Desgaea may have been my you know warm-up to it because Desgaea is extremely entertaining at best. The voice acting, the comedy, everything, it, it's entertaining. I've also played um what was another uh, real-time strategy? It used to be on a DS. Uh, Armor Wars, I think it was called, or something Wars or something it was called back then. Um, you know, I played those too. They were also really fun to play as well. But I've played Fire Emblem games dating back to the three, uh, to like the DS era. And I've seen this game grow so well. So day one. Each time the artwork, the character design gets much better, the uh, graphics uh, level, it gets way, it, it, it improves so much more. Um, that's why I went and brought uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, because that was really my cup of tea for Fire Emblem. It gave me the best of both worlds in that one, too. But this one, it seems to have superseded, visually superseded everything else. It looks stunning, just as beautiful as ever. And... This one is going to be cool because it gives you the it gives you the opportunity this time to pick one of three territories, and from there you do the story of that territory battling against the other two to I guess you know commandeer both of them at this case. But it looks it looks absolutely stunning. I can't wait. June twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. For those fans out there, get ready. It's coming. Uh, another game that is actually here. And actually was available upon announcement of Nintendo Direct. Tetris 99, which I'm not really like that much of an online fan with things, but I wanted to check this out. Tetris 99 is a really cool online experience where you, it puts you up against 99 other people playing Tetris at the same time. And the idea is that you have to get rid of the lines. You have to get rid of as many blocks and lines as possible even create a tetris your tetris which is usually four lines completed your tetris or your lines then transfer over to somebody else giving them a disadvantage of ever completing their size so you're competing against like multiple amounts of people and not everybody's going to make it but one person is going to beat is going to withstand all 99 others it's this pretty much is a battle royal a tetris battle royal and done so well it and for the record when i first tried it i made it to up to 16 so i'm not hating that's how that's how i roll with tetris i've always been on really into tetris uh competition so if any of you guys with a nintendo switch out there i'm down i'm down with tetris uh 99 definitely go out of your way and it's free i forgot i can't i can't stress that enough the game is a it's a free download go out of your way check it out it's a lot of fun to play i highly recommend it go out of your way i just it's a simple, free, fun online experience, and I can rate this right now. If I give it a grade, it's a absolute A, because I don't get to enjoy anything, and this concept was really that well done. I had no trouble. It, with 99 people in the game, I had no trouble. There was no lags, any of that stuff. Go out of your way to get it, download it free, enjoy right there. Another game that they announced, Dead by Daylight. A new horror game that's coming out. Very kind of reminiscent of Friday the 13th, I must say. It, I, I've never played Friday the 13th before, but I know that 
there is a certain mode in there where you can play Jason chasing after the victims that you're going after. So this game seems to take from that type of um, gameplay as well. So you could take you could take the role of the victim or the killer in this, and the which is different from Friday the Thirteenth is that you have an avatar customization. Uh, you know, create your own you know character or killer, if you will. Uh, included with uh, various different items, co- uh, costumes, you know, to wear and everything, maybe weapons to defend or to attack with. So it's really cool. Now, visually, it doesn't look that good. It may be still in development. Hopefully, it's better. But the concept itself is actually pretty awesome. You know, I guess, you know, if you're into that type of thing. So, you know, that should be coming soon. There was no real date on that, but it is coming later this year. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Deltarune Chapter 1, a dog-friendly game coming February 28th. It was a really cool, it's like an 8-bit type of game. Uh, I love the trailer itself. It was very entertaining and comical. They actually at one point said a free game, and then if for those who don't know and probably think that it's free, if you look at the bottom, they also add on, it's not a free game. So <laughs> it's really it's really interesting. I like the way they present it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they uh, do with that game. No, the, one of the biggest games that was mentioned at E3 was Daimon uh, Machina, which is the new mech, beautifully stylized mech game that they were hyping on at E3. Uh, E3. They have presented it again and saying that the game is coming out this summer, but also right now, upon the ending of the Nintendo Direct, the game is available as a free demo for you to check out and play. I highly recommend you go out of your way to check out and play this game. I've played it uh, with little that they had in there, and I am really excited about what they're doing with this game. Uh, it's absolutely ungodly gorgeous looking. This is PlayStation 4 level graphics here, uh, and I'm playing it on a handheld, and this is absolutely unbelievable. If you played Zone of Enders back in the day, this is that times five, just visually. So, Zone of Vendors, uh, the second runner, at best, at least. Not the first game, the second one. How visually artistic, uh, artistically stunning that was. This one takes it a little, a lot further there. Uh, what they allow you to do this time, though, is that they allow you to actually create your character. You can, you can really, you know, develop your own avatar to give it a look. Now, my thoughts on this. I love the controls. They were great. They were fluid so far. I absolutely enjoyed the environment. And it may be a little, it takes a little bit to really understand and pick up the, uh, the learning curve of the controls and everything, but it's not that hard to do. But my only peeve, and I hope they add a rumble pack to it too, because if I'm shooting at people or they're shooting at me, I want to feel that I'm being shot at. So hopefully they'll add a little bit of a rumble pack to it but my biggest my only issue with this game and partially most games like this is that they when they do creative avatar or create your character or create an avatar or whatever they have some games half-ass it this is why i give so much praise to yukes the people responsible for wwe 2k because they have the ultimate creative character system and nobody has been able to really level up to that level of creativity that they do not just you could create literally almost anything 
and it, everything looks good. But also the respective hairstyles. The you know it's very PC and very diverse in the selections. They really adhere to who's playing the game and what demographic is playing the game, what cultures are playing the game, and they made sure they accommodate every single type of hairstyle for you for this game. Whereas games, especially Japanese games too, game Japanese games like this or some that I've seen like uh, the original like Soul Calibur 3 or 4 or whatever like that, Bandai Namco games sometimes do that when they use created character uh, modes. Um, I've seen it many a times from them. I, ha- I own many games and I've had this problem. They do skin tone and pigments, and that is, to them, enough. And to me, I'm like, no, that's half-assing it. If you're going to allow a person with color to be on the game, you got to go full blast with it. Like, I need to see, like, hairstyles. I need to see, like, something, certain features that are, you can't just give a skin tone, but the guy has, like, Caucasian-like hair. Because no person in my culture has caucasian hair unless they're like mixed but i you i would find hard to find anybody who would have that type of hair even if like i'm my wife is from india i would i even if we we ever have a kid i would find it hard if you if she's not a female if it's a male guy i would find it very hard to that hairstyle would be anywhere to the level what they have on this game so this is the demo and they are to their credit they're saying they're doing an online survey for those who have downloaded and played the game so i will put in my two cents i hope other people of color see this as well and probably hopefully say the same thing and just like can you give them something that's a little bit more familiar with the with the culture per se because as gorgeous as this game looks it would be so much better if they provide more customization options and selections and items and such that will really get people into the game because especially in this day and age we are trying to be as politically correct as possible with things and everybody wants to enjoy this and they they should want everybody to enjoy it. and i'm pretty sure they want everybody to enjoy it uh, i just i really hope that that's the case that they will work on some more hairstyles some more you know other features and stuff like that it's very well it's a really good very well detailed customization that they have so far but i just really think that they should go a little bit farther and not half-ass the situation right there uh and do it so we will see for that but otherwise other than that i am looking forward to this game it looks really cool it plays really cool uh stay tuned for it and um the game is scheduled out to arrive this summer as well so we'll see uh grid autosport i you know it's funny i actually uh when it comes to racing games there's only a few racing games that I played. Uh, Mario Kart, of course, which I always buy, but didn't tend to get really bored because there's really nothing else to it other than just racing. Gran Turismo, I never liked playing. I used to buy Gran Turismo games simply just for them being at Gran Turismo games because they were. I used to call them games created by God. And I say that in a sense that it looks so realistic, even for dating back to the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 era. Those games look so damn realistic. The Asphalt, everything. By the way, Asphalt was the game, was one of my favorite racing games ever. Love, I can always play an Asphalt game. So cool action pack. And you actually run people over. So it's like, <laughs> and you're going like Mach 5. So uh, I've always loved uh, playing 
asphalt games, especially on the road. But when it comes to um, games like that, I used to just like, I only played it just to marvel at the look of the game and how realistic it is. It's just, it. I brought it out of respect for the people who created it. I never played them. I never liked playing racing games to that extent, but I, I just had such a respect for that game. It's like, I got to I gotta give them money. <laughs> it's, I know that's a weird kick, but it is what it is. But this one right here, um, Grid Autosport is a Gran Turismo level racing game, which is coming 2019. Absolutely shows the graphic power of the Switch at its finest. Um, a lot of these games that I'm going to be mentioning, that I'm mentioning right now, are testing the graphic level and power of the play of the Nintendo Switch. And I people who doubted that system, if you don't watch this Nintendo Nintendo Direct and and what they've already came out with already, you're missing out on a great experience, on a great handheld experience and a great experience in general for what they're offering. To be able to play some of your favorite games on a handheld as graphically beautiful as they are, you're missing out on a great experience and opportunity and possibly the best and greatest Nintendo system of all time. Bar done. You can hold me to that. Uh, so get ready for that. And also what's really cool about Grid uh, Autosport 2 is that there is another mode in there for uh, construction derby, destruction derby, which is a different kick. And I like that. That's actually worth getting. Now, I won't get it anymore because I'm through my stage of getting racing games and not playing them anymore. So I'm not, I'm, I think Mario Kart Deluxe is the last Mario Kart, or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the last Mario Kart game I'm going to get. They're fun. But I'm just like, I, I just don't get into them because there's, if they have a story mode, maybe, maybe, maybe I can get on it. But other than that, it's just like, I can't get down of, of all that they're going to do is just have you race all over again and over again. Because eventually you'll get tired of that. It gets boring. You need more from that. Uh, a, again, another game that was mentioned, Hell's Blade uh, Sinoi Sacrifice. Coming spring 2019, again, testing the limits of the graphical limits of the PlayStation 4. This game is a PlayStation 4 Xbox One level game. This The graphics in this game is looks absolutely outstanding. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mortal Kombat 11 was already announced for Nintendo Switch, scheduled to come April 23rd, 2019. You Guaranteed, I'm gonna get that for the Switch, and damnteed, I guaranteed, I'm gonna uh, review it on air. I, and I'm specifically, I'm gonna get because I know it's gonna play extremely well on the PlayStation uh, 4. I've already played the previous versions on air, and now it's time to see what the what Mortal Kombat will be doing graphically and gameplay wise. Because if this is successful on the Nintendo Switch. I truly believe Injustice 2 is going to be coming as well. A definitive edition of Injustice 2 will be coming to the Nintendo Switch as well. And it might be already in the plans. Guaranteed. So get ready for that. And I hope that's the case because I love Injustice 2. And to be able to take that on the road, awesome. Absolutely. Here's a game. I got to look at it. I got to check this because I could have sworn this was a PlayStation exclusive game. Unravel 2 is coming to the Switch March 22nd. I, I swore to I swear to goodness I thought this game was coming was on a PlayStation exclusively. So the fact that this game is coming on the Switch is really awesome as well. So I, I gotta look back at that. I'm 
I, I could be wrong, but I thought that was a PlayStation only PlayStation 4 only game. Uh, so I'll look into that. What also is coming, this is a big one. Assassin's Creed 3 remastered coming May 21st for the first time ever. Assassin's Creed is making it into the Nintendo Switch. Not only just Assassin's Creed 3, but you're getting a definitive version. Again, the cool part about getting a Nintendo Switch is that when they bring older games back, you get everything for one price. You get it all for one low price. They're giving you not only the entire game, you're getting all of the DLC and including the standalone game Assassin's Creed Liberation. That's all coming under one swoop for one price. And it's usually a fairly good price. So get ready for that. I love it. This is when the same time when uh, they gave you Desgaea Deluxe Complete. Uh, I believe Desgaea 3, I got that. It gave you everything, all the DLC, um, Legend of Zelda, Zelda uh, Hyrule Warriors, the complete version, um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. They gave you Dragon Ball Xenoverse 1 and 2 in one game. So definitely, this is the reason why you should get a Switch, people, for those who don't get it. Uh, if, I, if this doesn't convince you, I don't know what does. Um, also announced, which you saw, we saw commercials about this already. Final Fantasy VII is coming March 26th, so stay tuned for that. Chakaboo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody is coming March 20th. Final Fantasy IX is available right now upon the ending of Nintendo Direct. So Final Fantasy fans, get ready. But to me, the two biggest announcements that came out of this, Platinum Games is back, baby. The guys who gave us I believe Devil May Cry, Transformers, Devastation, which is one of my favorite Transformers games. This is the, the best um, Transformers game of all time, um, next to War on Cybertron and all those. But that one was just so awesome they put together. Uh, the, the Ninja Turtles, uh, you name it, they put it together. Um, and Bayonetta, they did that one as well. Well, it doesn't stop here because they're bringing in a, a very epic and impact game called astral chain coming august 30th from the character it was character designed by uh miss uh, masakazu uh katsuya kasura which if that name doesn't strike you familiar maybe the anime that you watch has zetman which is something i'm watching now that which is on uh hulu right now that i'm watching and the artwork the character design in that anime is ridiculously gorgeous and they he managed to bring that onto this game it looks phenomenal supervised uh supervision by uh hideki uh kamiya which of bayonetta so there's your action pack you got that type of um action pack you know gameplay coming and directed by takahisa tura of anarchy reigns so this is a powerhouse of players in this game this i can't describe to you what I've seen in this game, but it's like a very Devil May Cry-ish Bayonetta type game, but it involves something very different and innovative that is going to involve another, I guess, mech being, or I guess it looked like between a mech, uh, you know, vessel that you're going to be using or a stand that is linked to you in certain ways. And you're using the, the mech or I, what I call a stand like from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to help fight with you against these hordes of big monsters or whatever like that. So uh, Platinum Games is not going anywhere. They're back and they're, it's coming August 30th. I'm so happy. Platinum Games 
is a company I do not want to see dead. These guys are so good at what they do. Almost better than anybody when it comes to action, hack and slash, melee style gaming. These guys are absolutely stunning um, as far as visually. And and I love it because a lot of their games, they do this with not without using too much comp- you know, memory capacity. Like I remember watching uh, playing um, Ninja Turtles and uh, Transformers. I'm thinking this thing's going to be like 25 to 50 gigs. No, I think it was like less than 10, or to some extent. It's like, and they really didn't manage to pack a lot of what they did in there. It's really cool. So that is something everybody should look out for, and a reason why to get a Nintendo Switch right there. And the other reason, if you're a Legend of Zelda fan, this was the last thing that they left off. Legend, for those of you who owned a Game Boy, you're, this is absolutely the best news ever and have played this game. 1993, Game Boy, Game Boy Classic, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I've played that game so many times in so many different variations over the years. And probably one of my most, one of, my, one of the list of one of my most enjoyable Zelda experiences was that game. They're bringing it back, not a remastered reborn as they put it and yeah you could say that because it is now in full stunning 3d like a brand new game that has never come out before if you've seen if you played the original one then you see what they did to this game oh my goodness this game looks absolutely it looks like a whole new game and the great part was when they showed when they were showing a lot of what they were showing I recognize a lot of the stages that I've played before. Some of the most memorable stages that I've played before in that game. I'm like, wow. They they worked on this very hard. So that game is scheduled to come out in 2019, which means later this year, probably fall. I'm thinking I'm 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 guessing fall of 2000 uh fall and winter 2019 nonetheless. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Totally reborn, man. So that's what they had to show for this uh, version of Nintendo Directors. I think they knocked it out the park again. Uh, they're really showing, they're really showing us what Nintendo Switch has to offer, that they're not sitting on the sidelines why Xbox and why PlayStation is doing their thing. They are completely in the same level. It used to be Sony was on top, Xbox was on second. They were in the middle. Or it put it like this, PlayStation, popular. Xbox, somewhat popular, but not by many. And then it was like Nintendo was always in the even. They were always in the gray. They never went higher or lower in that in that, in that respect. Nintendo Switch has taken them to the level. They're completely in competition with those guys. And in, in contrast and comparison, it's awesome. They, you know, this this is you've never seen Nintendo more powerful as a console, as a company, than with this system. This is they what they've done, how they conduct themselves, the business practices that they do, the promotion that they uh, that they create, absolutely, absolutely stunning as hell. So I, I'm looking forward to all this and much, much more. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it on that. Now, the piece de resistance is here. We're going to talk my review of... A very anticipated game by many people who are anime fans, who are otaku fans, who are fans of Shonen Jump, who are fans of all those titles, Dragon Ball, Naruto, uh, Bleach, 
you name it, Yu Yu Hakajo, which doesn't get enough credit this day and age for what they've done for that industry with that series. Um, and that is Jump Force. This is not a sequel to J-Star Victory Versus Plus, but a follow-up to that. I would say at least a follow-up to that. Uh, this is a game much like if you've never played J-Star Victory Versus Plus, I've played before. I think I even did a podcast. I believe I did, used to do videos. And I did a video review of that game, uh, J-Star Victory Versus Plus. I loved the game. It was To me, it was like the the answer to Super Smash Brothers at the time because Super Smash Brothers never really had a story mode. And this was a melee fighter done differently with some of your favorite anime uh, anime characters. Uh, still available on still available for the uh, PlayStation 4, my, I might add, and for very cheap. So if you never played that game, go out of your way to play it. But here we got a new game that was announced right around the time of the Game Awards in uh, last year. And it was like, whoa, where did this come from? What the hell going on? And why does everybody look graphically realistic in this case? So we got this game. It's announced that it's coming right about February. And it's here. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, Bandai Namco brings us another huge anime crossover, Melee Fighter, that once again celebrates this time the 50th anniversary of Shonen Jump. This time, the real world merges with the Jump universe and is invaded by an evil army of mind-controlled beings called Venoms, led by new characters Kane and Galena. To stop this new threat, Director Glo- uh, Glover recruits, which Director Glover looks amazingly like a anime version, I guess, of... Luke uh, Nick Fury, by the way, in his own in his own way, uh, recruits characters from different jump worlds in order to end the terror of their worlds. You, on the other hand, was killed at the hands of Frieza's invasion, actually, or by Frieza himself, thanks to and thanks to Trunks, uh, an AI known as Navigator. Uh, they use what is called the Umbrus Cube to revive and resurrect you into a new form. Pretty cool storyline. I'll dig it. It's cool. So I'm going to give you the pros and cons of this right now because there are pros and there is cons in here to talk about it as well. So, And I'll give you my grade, of course, as I always do. So the pros here. The game not only merges worlds and storyline, but also in game experiences as the game takes elements from many past anime titles such as Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, my Hero Academia, One Justice, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the one, that, the last one that came out recently, and much more. So there, a lot of the gameplay and experiences reflect that. So it's like all of those taken. This is the G can do of all those, uh, you know, versions over there. So the gameplay feels more like Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. It's very fast-paced, uh, ground, you know, ground-level gameplay. They don't fly around like Xenoverse here. It's more, you know, like Ultimate Ninja Storm. So they do go like mid-air but not any higher than that. So they they use a lot of bells and whistles to work with that. But it more focuses on that type of... In some cases, you could I guess you could say... Now, nah, it's more Ultimate Ninja Storm because um, if you played My Hero Academia 1 Justice, they do kind of part into the walls, too, and fight in the side, way, in the side view of the walls, too. So that's a little bit different. But you got that gameplay. But also... Um, 
allows you to create a team of three, up to three, like you could one-on-one, two-on-two, or even mostly three-on-three with a cross-tag battle, um, you know, feature in it. So while the game controls and moves are the same uh, for each character, they do possess moves that perform differently, thus allowing you to strategize differently when facing opponents. Um, while battling through the uh, through opponents, you will receive heavy battle damage, uh, which is really awesome, uh, and gives that epic fight feel for fans of Shonen Jump or any of the anime series that you watch. So, like, if you watch Dragon Ball or, you know, again, Naruto, Bleach, and they're going through, like, three episodes of battles. Eventually, by the third episode, they done, lo- they done lost clothing. They're beat up, bloodied. That's what they end up looking like in this game so i i really love that feature of it the presentation of that aspect is really good uh you you have up to uh you have a choice of 40 characters from many of your favorite anime and manga uh, series of course there's always more that people want in there and they're never satisfied online on the internet but we got what we got here manga um you know in, in manga series as well to choose from uh with nine dlc characters scheduled to premiere later in later on down the line so stay cross your fingers there may be more coming we'll see uh the game takes a bit of a curve to learn at first but once it's mastered and once you level up pretty much uh, it you're in for an epic back and forth uh of a game that any manga and anime fans would love as well much like dragon ball xenoverse though the game allows you to create your own avatar along with uh, its own, his own, his or her own moveset, which uh, you can customize. But unlike Xenoverse, Jump Force gives you the opportunity to change the look of your avatar at any time when you're uh, when you're not fighting. So if you guys remember, if you played Dragon Ball Xenoverse one and two, you once you created your character's look and hairstyle and whatever like that, you couldn't change the hairstyle, you couldn't change the, the look of the face or whatever like that, you can do that now. You can absolutely do that now. You can't. You don't need like nine Dragon Balls to kind of restructure everything that you need to do on here. So I, I thought that was a great different uh, approach to it as well. And to, you know, differentiate, differentiate the feel of, you know, Xenoverse. The game's lobby also takes from Xenoverse as well. Uh, as it has booths that you could go to um, to play online or offline battles, register teams, as well as buy different items, abilities, clothings for your avatar. Uh, there is also an underground tunnel uh, that you could go to to get through certain levels when things get a little bit too, you know, uh, I guess congested up above. So you could go down there. The cool part about the underground tunnel level is that it looks a lot like Star Labs on the Flash CW series. If any of you guys saw that, there's a little section of Star Labs, an underground level of Star Labs, where Flash and Nora, or anybody, any other speedster, races around to practice to practice their speed. It looks a lot like that as well. It's really cool. So it does give it a, a little bit more of an expansion from which you get a chance to see in Xenoverse as well. So uh, kind of, I don't know if it's bigger per se, then what you see on Xeno is probably not. It's probably about the same time, just designed differently. It's kind of like when you buy the um, the iPhone X, and for those who still have the previous edition, the same size, but because the screen takes up the entire plate of you know the top, the front plate, and it covers everything, it looks like that version is um, bigger. Like it, it, like visually, it looks bigger. So it's kind of on that case. But um, the difference with this game is that. 
uh, all the moves are available upon purchase. But when you play mission modes, they do allow you to, you know, you do kind of get a chance to get more moves as well the further you go in as well uh the lobby contains four uh, four main areas based on jump force divisions alpha beta and sigma which each of them are led by goku lofi and naruto because they're captains of those teams based upon the story mode in the, in the series the mission lobbies give you a chance to level up your characters uh your avatar your characters as well as earn more money to purchase upgrades and items needed to play through the game and receive clothing items and abilities not in the shops so this is also a cool thing as well and uh you start off with like wearing t-shirts and this t-shirts is cool because the t-shirts and if you brought the ultimate edition or the deluxe edition you kind of get some of these t-shirts um extra t-shirts that they are not giving away and the t-shirts have like actual panels from the manga on there which is awesome so I dug that what they did. So there's a good starter ups, and then as you go along, you get to wear some of the clothing that some of the characters wear, and you can mix mix and match to your own combination, to make kind of an original character there. So you had that. Your avatar also has the option of running around or travel using the selection of vehicles such as the Dragon Ball style uh, bike that they have in there, Frieza's space pod, Lofi's boat, and Naruto's toad. Uh, which some of which you uh, get from the pre-orders of the game as well. So those are all like the really cool things. The story mode is pretty cool as well too. I like the story mode. Now, here's what I believe are the cons for this game, which does kind of hold it from, in my opinion, giving it a grade that I would love to give it. The, the, some of the cons can include the graphics. The graphics, while really, they're, while really they are really good. Now, when we when we saw what we saw at the Game Awards and the trailer that came out from it, I we we thought was actual game footage, which actually just the trailer, the CGI scene, if you will. And we assume because we're at this stage of our of gaming where graphically you can pull that off. What we saw from that trailer is not exactly what we're getting in the game. And that's kind of misleading in a sense. Now, I'm not saying that the graphics in the game are not great. But with only 15 gigs of space capacity, of memory capacity, you can only get so much graphic out of that game. In comparison to games like WWE 2K or Batman Arkham Asylum where like there's they're like 50. And that means if they're 50... If you with that amount of space and amount of memory that is needed, you're looking to make, you know, things look real, moving textures, you know, layers, you know, of things. This not so much. They this game is only 15 gigs, so while the graphics are still really good, you can tell the difference from the CGI and the and the actual gameplay character designs and it is kind of misleading although with that said it's not that bad it's not to say that it is bad but it we were expecting that epically enhanced and detailed um look that we saw from the cutscenes that were advertised throughout the promotional promotion of the game and we're not getting that exactly we're getting something that looks definitely good but not to that extent so i wish that I, I really think that they didn't have to go about it that way in a sense, but that's, it's one of those, like we just spoke about at the beginning of the series, it's one of those misleading type of things that companies do. 
it, it, it really boggles me. Um, I, I, don't, it's, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but the other problem, and this is probably a big problem, but a problem I think they will fix uh, with, uh, within time with a few patches. There are some clipping issues with clothing, or clothing uh, that is applied to your avatar and what they're wearing. Uh, there are times when some, like, say, shoulder pads or whatever, it, you know, you're seeing, like, you're seeing right through the clothing. So there's no collision detection or anything right there with that. And it's really a lot of clipping issues. Um, not a lot of clipping issues, but there's some noticeable clipping issues in there. Not entirely much, not enough to be like, hey, this looks like a hack. No. But there are some issues that I believe, because this happened, I believe something like this happened with uh, King of Fighters. 15 where they came out with what they came out with uh i'll give another example too king of fighters 15 and wwe 2k 18 for the nintendo switch that one looked like utter crap when it first came out it looked very unfinished they continued i reached out to them many times and they could they absolutely denied whether it looked bad it played bad there were some glitches they were denying all types of hell to this game uh, that it wasn't as bad. But then upon updates and everything, it looked graphically better. The the uh, Their clipping issues were fixed. The frame rate was still sucks in that game. But they did manage to fix the visual aspect of the game. Whereas uh, also with uh, King of Fighters 15, they made a lot of graphical changes as well. Um, NetherRealm also did that as well, I believe, with Sonya Blade last year. They, oh, no, I'm sorry, it was Injustice, because it was Wonder Woman that needed uh, a bit of lighting. Uh, there were some lighting issues with um, with uh, Wonder Woman at that point, so they managed to fix it with a patch. So this is the same thing. I believe with a patch or two, they're going to fix that part, but that's an issue I'm seeing right now with it. Um, the other thing also that I'm seeing is collision detection is left to be desired when running through the lobby as you literally walking through other characters and average well other avatars at least or characters as if you were kitty pride from the x-men it's really that bad there's a part where you go into the actual um you go into the head main headquarters where director glover is at you can run right through him <laughs> and there, it's weird because there are some parts you can't go through everything. There are some invisible walls in some portions of the lobby. Like you can't, you have to jump over the rails and jump to go down a level or something like that, but they won't let you go through it. But when it comes to the, and I don't know if that's because they're doing online lobbying and everything like that, but even still, and they don't want to clutter things because they're going to be so many people around that. I understand. But to me that I, you know, I guess I'm not an online person like that. So I, I'm bothered by that in a bit, but that's maybe what it is and why they do it. But I don't believe that happens with Xenoverse. And I've been online with Xenoverse. I don't think that happens. I think we all literally, when we come near each other, we bump and move away from each other. So that is something that will require a patch as well. I, just, I mean, some of the things that I've noticed, it seems like they brought it out what they're doing and they're just going to improve on it from that point on, which is fine. And, I, and I, that's usually the case right there. So I'm not totally bothered by that either, but it is noticeable. Loading times is definitely noticeable here because between the game's cutscenes and the fighting uh, and, and, and the matches that you play can take up to 21 seconds to even 39 seconds. 21 was the, was the 
I believe it was the, I've tested it out many times. 21 seconds was the minimum that I, loading happened. 39 seconds was the maximum that I've seen so far in the game. So hopefully, again, with a patch, maybe hopefully there will be some faster loading times or whatever like that. But it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst loading I've ever had. I've played PlayStation 1 games and PlayStation 2 games in the past and even PlayStation 3 games to some extent where loading is atrocious. So this is not entirely a deal breaker for me at all. But I and, and a lot of it, I don't know what's the reason for the long loading. I think maybe because they don't want people to record the story mode, uh, which tends to activate and reactivate the game's ability to record uh, and take screenshots during the story mode. Hopefully that will change because after this game fully releases uh, tomorrow, uh, for those who actually got it early, the deluxe version, you got to play it three days earlier, so which is why I'm able to review it now. And those who didn't, it premieres tomorrow for those who are getting the physical copy or want to get it digital for that point. But uh, that's the reason why I'm able to give it a review that I give now right there. But I think in due time, hopefully all those would do it. And when it comes to, because um, who else did that? Marvel versus Capcom Infinite also did that as well. Um, which I don't, at this point, hopefully they'll stop doing that. And I believe some other games have taken that ability off. And I don't remember if it actually helped the loading time or whatnot, but I do believe that that may be hindering why the load times is taking so long. So the only time you could take screenshots or video play is during the actual matches themselves. But I hope that's something they take out down the line because I think that really hinders the loading time. I do believe that probably hinders somewhat of the loading time or makes it faster. The last con that I could give, which is not really a big deal, but for the first time ever, this does not have English dub. And after seeing what I'm playing, I understand why. Um, they, I don't want to say this is a rush title, so they didn't really put too much emphasis on it, but this game doesn't have the quality of other games like Xenoverse, or which they went to all ends to do, to give, or... Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, which to me, those two are the best franchises Bandai and Namco's ever come and some of the best anime games ever made because of how much detail and everything they put into it. So this, I don't want to say this is a rush job per se, but I just think that they wanted to get this thing out because it was just announced just somewhat last, what, no, was it November or December when the Game Awards came out? So and it's only February now, so I don't know how long it took for them to make this game, but with it only being 15 gigs, you know, I can understand why. If they would have put more emphasis on it, like maybe maybe 10 more gigs or whatever, and didn't, you know, plus, this put it like this. This game looks, this game feels budgeted. This game is, as good as it is, as much fun as I'm having, it really comes off that this game is very well budgeted. They were able to only afford... Japanese actors to do it, which is fine because you got some of your favorite Japanese uh, voices to play your favorite characters that are on the actual show. So it's not a far cry. Um, but looking at it from what they did graphically and looking at it from what they did, you know, for other things, this looks like a very budgeted game. With that said, it doesn't take away, none of this takes away from the fun I'm having with this game right now. I just feel like 
we they were giving us the impression that we were getting more and something a little bit more epic than what we had before, like with Xenoverse and with um, the Ultimate Ninja Storm series. And it didn't give us exactly that. But it is what it is. So overall, with all that said, with, uh, with all that really said, though, the pros to me outweigh the cons. And this game, uh, and pretty much, this game is worth playing. Um, it does keep it, it does keep it from being um, considered a game of the year contender by any stretch. Um, the game is a lot of fun. A great follow up to J Star Victory Versus Plus, which came out a few years ago. Um, with that said, of all, I mean, with that pretty much said. Um, the thought of this game being a major graphic uh, graphic threat and uh, in a fighting game world, I didn't think it would fit in, um, it. It wouldn't be able to fit, you know, the Nintendo Switch. I didn't think. I thought what we saw from the actual CGI cutscene, the trailer, if you will, that oh, we would never see this on the Nintendo Switch. It looks too damn badass. However, after seeing the game Smoke and Mirrors, uh, and the memory capacity of only being 15 gigs because i have games on the nintendo switch that are way more than that uh it's safe to say and predict that the game may end up in a switch down the line in 2019 it is very safe to say so uh with that said a f- with a few patches uploads uploaded and the clipping and um and uh collision detection issue can easily be fixed jump for jump force is far from a perfect game it is far from a perfect game by any stretch but it does bring anime and manga fans enough of an impact that they would expect and love. With that, I give this a solid B. With a possibility that it could be better, but only by so much. I can, if anything, I would stretch it to a B plus. Um, if they fix the clipping and uh, collision detection issues, um, you know, maybe some other features of it as well. But it looks, it, it is a good looking game. It's a really good looking game. I just felt like because they made us seem like they were, we were getting what we saw and we're kind of getting a little less of that, but the gameplay and everything is still really great. It is worth a B it, in my, in, in my humble opinion, it is worth a B. So I say, if you're an anime fan, if you're a Shonen Jump fan, definitely go out of your way to jump at it and get it. No pun intended. And you know, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it for what it is, but don't expect it to, this to be a game changer by any stretch don't expect us to be a like an actual um game of the year uh and, and game of the year contention it is not but it, what it is is a very fun game for fans of all things shown and jump so take that as you will and ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it definitely keep checking us out on now youtube iHeartRadio, itunes stitcher google play podbean and God knows it wherever else you can listen to this show right now. But this week, I am going to check out Battle Angel Alita. I got my ticket. I'm going to check it out and review that this week, as well as other news going on in our favorite fandoms, including the update on the Vic Mignogna allegations and situation going on there. He has made a statement recently. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And what does that mean as a fan? And what does that mean from a moral standpoint, I got a question for that. A question I even put out on the ACMG Facebook group on air as well. So, uh, some it's very interesting. He made a statement, and uh, we're going to talk about that and see where it goes from there. See how 
that follows up from that point. So we got that and more other news coming. I assure you, we're no, nothing short of anything coming very soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And uh, again, I say this. I try to say this as much as I can. Please, people, protect and save the ones you love from situations of any sexual abuse, misconduct, uh, any situations that matter. If you know somebody that's in a, in a situation, please help them. Find a way to help them. Send them to rain, uh, you know, sexual abuse hotlines. Do whatever you can. If your family's in danger, listen to what they have to say and be the hero that they need. So with that said, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here, and I will talk to you all Sunday. Take care. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.